Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. In particular, this is a Weird Tales revisited episode. So this is Bob Shoy, and with me as always for these... Rick Dove. Here is Mr. Rick Dove. Uh, how you doing, Rick? Very good, very good. So for this one, um, I was sort of digging through old topics that had come up on the show, and I was trying to think of one that is really we only really scratch the surface of. Um, and it was way back on episode one. I think we spoke about it for a total of like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the black-eyed children, black-eyed kids, the children, however you want to call them. I didn't know if you were aware of these guys before this, Rick. To be honest, it was uh, after I met you and I started listening back to your podcast, that was the first time I come across the black-eyed children. Mm-hmm. Never heard of them before then. It's uh, one of those ones that's more of a recent myth. So what I've got here is the article from the first time I ever, we, we did Weird Tales and it's on Viral Nova, like these old listicle websites. I always think, oh, that's not going to be there anymore, but it's still here. Wow. Uh, clogging up the internet. <laughs> and it's like this whole phenomena of the black eyed children originates from one man, basically. Mr. Brian Bethel. Yeah, Brian Bethel. And I thought that he was just like one of many who had seen them over the years, but it really feels like he started this. 100%. Everything that I've managed to find on it points to Brian Bethel, apart from one thing which I'll touch on a little bit later. Mm. It seems okay. to predate him, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll cover that in a bit. Well, I've got here that the stories started, people say that they started in the 1980s. Oh, okay. But uh, Bethel's account wasn't until 1996. So I don't know if that's people like sort of getting his myth and adding a little bit more history to it. Like, no, he wasn't the first. He's been going on since the 80s, man, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> or even he might have said, no, this is based on other things that other people have said. But I've got here that these stories, people say, originate around the 80s. But his account was 1996. So mm. what I've got here, I've just got the first, just to recap what we said on Weird Tales, episode one. Uh, so what I read from Varanova on that website, one night in the 90s, journalist Brian Bethel was parked outside of a movie theatre when he was approached by two children. The kids were around 10 years of age, but Bethel somehow experienced a fear unlike any other in their presence. The children said they wanted to see a particular movie, but they left their money at home. They asked Bethel if they could have a ride home. Still gripped with fear, he refused and started his car. 
The kid's eyes turned jet black. They told him that he could, they couldn't get in his car unless he invited them, but Brian drove away. He wrote about the experience in an online blog, and ever since, people from all over the world have shared their experiences with the children. Hmm. It's an, it's an interesting one, because it, it takes those classic creepy elements of take a child, make it weird. Uh, yeah. There's elements of the vampire as well, must be invited in. And obviously the, the black eyes is uh, is pretty creepy. But I think that the cruelest element of his story is that he wouldn't give these kids 150 to go and see Mortal Kombat, which is apparently what they wanted to go and see. <laughs> That's what they were going to see. Those kids missed out. Oh, wow. What Classic. a fun movie. <laughs> Mortal Kombat! <laughs> You've got a soundtrack as well. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Child of the 90s, my friend. Mm hmm. I was, uh, there was a guy who I've met in real life, but he's another podcaster, and he was saying about how he was so pumped for Mortal Kombat, the movie, when it came out (laughs) that, um, And like the music yeah. was like on the radio and stuff. That when he saw the trailer on TV one time as a kid, he just ran out in the street and stood in the middle and said, Mortal Kombat! <laughs> <laughs> and thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Oh, I would love to have a video of that. That's amazing. Yeah. What a guy. Mm. So Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Great film. <laughs> anyway. that instead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the, the thing that I often forget is that, like you say, these, these guys have to be invited in. That's yes. like a vampiric element. And some of these, it's like, I forget that their eyes turn black in some of these accounts. In mm. a lot of them, it's just like their kids with black eyes. But in that one and some others, it's like, oh, they're talking to them and their eyes turn black. There's, there's a, few, a few different elements that I've read. Is some like where the kids have their heads down when they're talking and then they look mm-hmm. up to reveal it. Or, you know, they happen to have long hair that just goes down by their yeah, eyes. Yeah, or like or, a hood over as well. Yeah, as exactly. Yeah. Heard, and yeah. They happen to look up. Uh, other people have said that they they aren't wearing clothes that are appropriate for the period or there's mm-hmm. there's one story I read where they said they, they smell a strong smell of mold around the kids. So oh, okay. all these little embellishments. But one of the interesting thing about the Bethel story that I thought was quite interesting is the, the kids apparently said to him uh, when he refused to let them in his car, we won't hurt you. You have to let us in. We don't have a gun. Okay. <laughs> it just seems like That's a really <laughs> weird thing for some kids to say. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, we don't have a gun. Mm. We also don't have any number of things. We don't have money for a movie ticket. Um, but Brian Bethel, he was a Texas reporter. Mm. Um, and a lot of people think that, like we said, he's the originator of these stories. Although, like I said, some people say they go date back to the 1980s. I don't know where that comes from. They date back to the 1980s because every time that I've read that, I'm like, can I have an example of that, please? And yeah. I can't find one. Well, the, the one that I found, this is the thing I said I was going to touch on a bit later, but I might as well talk about it now. Yeah, go for it. So a, a lot of these Black Eyed Children stories that I've found come from America. It seems to be mm-hmm. a legend that is rooted within America. It's the origin of it and where most of the stories I've read come from. I've not been able to find any other examples around the world apart from one in England. Is this in uh, Staffordshire? Cannock Chase in Staffordshire, yeah, yes. Yeah, so I read a little bit of this myself. Go yeah. on. Yeah. So in 2014, there was um, a group uh, who run a show called The Haunted Finders. Uh, never right. seen them. You can probably find it somewhere on the History Channel these days. Uh, they went. I've and... never heard of that. But... No, nor have I. No. <laughs> and if anyone was good at it, I thought it would have been you. No. But they um, they went and explored Cannock Chase because it's a notoriously haunted area. There's uh, lots of UFO sightings there, apparently werewolves, uh, something called the Pig Man, which is a man right. with the head of a pig who runs around there. 
But apparently, this was in 2014, they said 30 years ago, there had been sightings of a black-eyed child. Mm. And so they went out into this woodland late at night. They was running around with the camera, and they caught something in the background. There was something moving. Um, allegedly, you see a human-shaped figure sneaking around, but it could just as easily be an animal or a deer. Uh, there is some footage out there. It's in the depths of YouTube somewhere. I personally didn't find it particularly compelling myself, but there's been other reports in the area of people seeing black-eyed children. And there's actually a very famous video as well that you can 100% find on YouTube. It's of a drone that's flying around uh, Canic Chase, and it comes panning in over a field. And the the camera turns because it spots something, and it appears to be someone wearing white, and they claim it's a black-eyed child. However, Mm. apparently, it's a hoax video. Oh yeah, and you you can't even see the face in it anyway. So where they got black eyed child from this blurry video of someone standing That's at the, the edge thing. of the forest? A lot is of weird. it is just like it's a figure, and they're like it's a black eyed kid. Yeah. Based on what you can't you can barely see the outline, let alone its eyes. Yeah, yeah, and this is the problem I've had with a lot of the so called evidence that's out there. It's very easy to take a picture of a kid in a creepy location or someone yeah. standing in a creepy location and go, "That's a black eyed kid." Yeah, for sure. You put a young kid in like a pulled down hood so the eyes are like shadowed mm-hmm. and put them in a weird place and you've got your own little hoax picture straight away. That's it. Doesn't take much. Um, I did read about the um, the Canuck Chase stuff. Mm. So the Daily Star, <laughs> reputable oh. <laughs> newspaper in the <laughs> now UK. Now we're talking. They love the Black Eyed Kids. They, they do. Uh, Black Eyed Kids has come up in the Daily Star well, I've got reports here, 2014 story, 2016, 2017, 18, one from this year. Wow. Um, I read loads. I read more Daily Star than I ever have in my life <laughs> researching for this. <laughs> you poor bastard. But um, in 2014, so this must have been the guys that you were talking about, um, because it says um, they, they ran a story in 2014. The headline was Ghost Terror. Black-eyed child spotted in UK for the first time in 30 years. So that is the 1980s uh, thing they're talking about. Mm. Um so there was a guy called Lee Brickley. He runs a blog called Paranormal Canuck. And um, there was a woman, she contacted him, contacted him to tell him of her experience. So I've got an account of that here. Um, so she said, Around two months ago, my daughter and I were walking through Birch's Valley, an area well known for its spectral sightings, when we heard the screams of a young child. I couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl, but they definitely seemed in distress and sounded very close to us, so we instantly started running towards the noise. We couldn't find the child anywhere and so stopped to catch our breath. That's when I turned round and saw a girl stood behind me, no more than 10 years old, with her hands over her eyes. She then put her arms down by her side and opened her eyes, which is when I saw that they were completely black, no iris, no white, nothing. I jumped back and grabbed my daughter. When I looked again... The child was gone. <gasps> so she obviously with that story, she went straight to the uh, head of Paranormal Canuck. As you do. The man who knows about this stuff, Mr. Lee Brickley. Um, and then he sort of posted about this. Daily Star liked this story. They got involved. Mm. Um, and then he shared with the Daily Star his own story as well, which was actually um, his aunt's encounter, which is the thing that got him interested in the Black Eyed Kids okay. in the first place. So um, this is Lee Brickley, um, and he, he said, In the summer of 1982, my aunt was 18 years old, and she and her friends would often meet on Canuck Chase in the evening time, probably in much the same way that many teenagers still do today. 
One evening, just before dark, she heard a little girl frantically shouting for help. Rushing to locate the sound, she stumbled upon a dirt track and caught sight of the girl, about six years old, running in the opposite direction. When my aunt caught up, the girl turned round and looked into her eyes, and then ran off into the dark woodland. Her eyes had been completely black, with no trace of white. There was a police search, but to no avail. At the time, no one had any reason to believe anything paranormal was going on. The girl certainly appeared to be of flesh and blood. Hmm. Now, you see, that's interesting. Both of those stories massively differ from the American ones, where it's like they are approached when they're in a vehicle or at their yeah. home and demanding to be let in. This just seems like a sighting, and they disappear. Yeah, and hmm. obviously, often in the American ones as well, it's often um, loads of reports of hitchhiking. It's kids hitchhiking and looking for a lift, like flagging a car down, can we come in? That stuff. Yeah. Um, so these are a bit different, but they still have the same characteristics. Mm. Uh, kids, uh, the characteristics, age 6 to 16, pale skin, black eyes. Um, but yeah, all around Canuck Chase. And after this, this report was in the Daily Star, uh, so you got this uh, woman telling of her experience and then Lee Brickley talking about his aunt's experience and all that stuff. There was loads of people contacting the Daily Star with their own sightings as well. So it sort of sparked a sort of influx of people coming forward with their uh, black-eyed children sightings in the UK, especially around that area. Mm. But then you sort of take a step back and you realise what sort of people read the Daily Star. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly my thought. Yeah. Uh, And people love to jump on a bandwagon. Oh, yeah, I've seen something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And some of those ones are so easy to make up as well, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. much like it's so easy to fabricate any evidence of or photos, it's very easy to just make up a story. And it's very easy to, like, your memory to be influenced by what's going on in the media. So any time you've seen a child in a weird place, you can intentionally or just accidentally fabricate that to be like, oh, actually, I think it did have black eyes. Yeah. Oh, and it was way weirder than I actually, now I think back on it. I think that was a bit weirder than I thought at the time. And then you wrap yourself up in the sort of drama. Mm-hmm. When I was doing my research on it, uh, there was a YouTube channel that kept on coming up uh, called mm-hmm. Fantastic Daily. Now, right. this guy was interesting. And I, I watched some of his videos and did a little bit of research on him. And he had one video on there, which was probably his most popular. So he claimed to have recorded video of black-eyed kids. And in this video, he's well, in one of his videos, he's talking about how he's found a frequency that can summon black-eyed kids if played. (laughs) I I love that. All right, okay. (laughs) So he sets up a little experiment, and he has a laptop set up with its camera ready to roll, pointing out of a window and playing this tone over and over one night mm-hmm. uh, on the first night absolutely nothing happened on the second night his outside light come on with a motion sensor but there was nothing to be seen uh, on nights three and four uh, there was absolutely nothing again when he checked in the morning but on night five uh, in the early hours of the morning he captures an image of someone just standing there staring into the window once again, it's a it's from a, a webcam that's inside a house pointing out onto a darkened porch. And mm-hmm. there is a figure definitely there staring in. Can't tell it's a black-eyed kid, but that's what he was claiming it was. Right. He then claims that he woke up because he heard sounds outside. And you get some shaky cam video of him with his phone running around uh, checking, but he doesn't, didn't see anything. Right. 
Now, the reason I brought this one up and I wanted to talk to your listeners about it, because here comes the disappointment. Fantastic oh. Daily is a fictional channel. Oh. He's a creepy pasta video maker, unfortunately. That's the thing with these black eyed kids stories. I think a lot of it comes down to like some, a lot of people read these creepy pasta stories or watch these YouTube things and they don't necessarily instantly know that it is fictional. Yeah. Just like it's easy to fall for it. I've read stories and been like, whoa, that's a cool story for weird tales. Yeah. When I dig in, I'm like, this is fictional. Yeah. And the same with you with them videos. It's really easy to fall into that thing. And then because people then don't do their research and find out that it's fictional, they believe it gets passed on, gets passed on. That's the whole sort of idea mm-hmm. of Creepypasta, I think, to spread these legends. Oh, 100%. So yeah. you lose the source. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, just, I wanted to put it out there just in case anyone listening to this decided to go and do some research and came across it because it's quite a prominent name in the field. But then you do that right. little bit more research and you'll find about a year ago the channel went dead. And there's a few interviews with the guy who ran the channel where he states, obviously, it is all made up. Oh, okay. Oh, well um i've got more daily star reports oh please do go for it <laughs> so uh this was so this is two years after the one i i said about before this headline is mum panics as chilling black-eyed child ghost stalks her in horror photo Ooh. <laughs> so many words <laughs> in big that headline. headline yeah i know panic <laughs> chilling horror <laughs> stalk um so this was hannah butler and she said that she was stalked by the ghost of a girl in the woods. So I don't know how much of a, st- a stalking it is when she was on a ghost walk looking for ghosts. Mm. Um, but anyway, <laughs> she was on a ghost walk looking for ghosts. And this actually happened in 2013. Okay. So she didn't come forward with it. Maybe she was too scared. She didn't come forward to it till 2016, which is when it was reported. Um, slow news week, maybe. But um, she said that the ghost had said that a Sorry, not the guide. The guide. Maybe it was a ghost. <laughs> ghost guide. Uh, the guide had said that a ghost of an orphan girl had been spotted many times by a particular tree when they're on their ghost walk in these apparently haunted woods. So people are there taking pictures of the surrounding area, seeing if anything comes up. And she took a few pictures of this tree. Now, most of these pictures just came up as a picture of a tree. One of them um, had what she claimed is the ghost of the orphan girl hmm. in the picture, which is what the report this uh, headline was about but i've got a picture here rick which i'm going to show you okay which is what she took and it is quite good the uh the ghost girl is outlined in yellow just in case you can't see her okay yeah interesting so it's like a figure with long black hair and white robes kind of a white face i guess you could say that she's got black eyes if you look right in there yeah, I can kind of see it. Yeah. Like head down by a tree. You can see the flash of the camera. I don't think it's a faked picture. Nor do I. No, it look, looks like a certainly real picture, but very grainy. Uh, yes. The face doesn't look very face-like. It could be a carrier bag caught in a tree and good old pareidolia at work. Exactly that. So it's it could be like branches in a certain mm. way, carrier bag, you know, reflection of people, different people taking photographs there. So flashes, different things reflecting. Mm. It does look like the outline you could easily see without anyone drawing a circle around it if you showed me that picture and said what do you see i said well it looks like a girl there but not necessarily the case uh creepy picture good picture i will post it alongside this episode but um i don't know she said that she was like terrified afterwards and all this stuff and she Mm. kept crying every time she'd fought the picture and long time to go over but you know your emotions do get they do run away of you especially when you're on a ghost walk 
Yeah. Like, I've been on a ghost walk, and they start out like kind of fun. If it's a good one, get a good guide. And then by the end of it, you're like, ooh, we're getting into this a little bit, and you've got that creepy feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I went on one where I, I nearly fainted, actually. Really? Wow. Yeah, because he kept talking about people have fainted on this tour. People have fainted. And the idea was getting into my head so much it was making me feel really faint. Yeah. And he kept taking us through, because we was going underground. It was in Edinburgh, and he was taking us to the underground and then the overground and through mm. these different tunnels. And because we were going underneath pubs and all sorts of stuff, the kept temperature kept changing, like, rapidly. Mm. So I was getting really cold outside, then going through these heated bits, and then cold and hot. And it was making me kind of dizzy, just the temperature changes. And then he kept saying about, like, all the stuff that had happened in the cellar, you know, you know, makeshift abortions and things like that. Wow. Um, and then he was talking about people fainting, overcome with a feeling of faint. And I was like getting really, cause I was getting thinking of faint and all the temperature and mm. it was dark in there and I'm slightly claustrophobic and we were in a cellar. So sensory overload. Yeah. It was a little bit that like he turned out all the lights as well. It was just, oh, like, right. just stand in the dark for a moment. And just during that moment, I was like, I do feel faint. Mm. I held it together because I'm rational and I was like, I know why I feel faint. Yeah. But I'm like, I know exactly why people have fainted here. It's yeah. not because the ghost, it's because the sensory overload. That's it, yeah. <laughs> so you can see, just based on that, why, you know, talking about these ghost children, getting that picture with something that looks iffy in it would cause her to be, like, upset in the days after this. Hmm. But there we go. Hmm. Daily Star at it again. <laughs> so another little story that I found, uh, I found a list of 16 of them on a website called Thought Catalog. So you can Google that if you Google mm. Thought Catalog Black-Eyed Children. It's uh, the first hit that comes up. But if, if you don't okay. mind, I'll regale you with uh, one of the tales that I found. Yeah, on the go for it. I didn't come across this. So <clears throat> this one is titled, Every story I've read about them is from someone who already knew about them. So, uh, listeners, sorry, it might be like playing the game. We've now inducted you into Black-Eyed Kids, so <laughs> apologies. But this person says, Last night was like any other night. I was switching mm. between listening to music and watching YouTube videos with one headphone in so I can hear my infant daughter if she cries. That way, my wife can get a full night's sleep. She works at 4am at the hospital every day. When I decide to go and lay down in the spare bed in the baby's room. Just as I dozed off, I heard a thumping coming from the front porch. Startled at first, I opened my eyes wide and scanned the room. Realising it was most likely just my cat scratching himself on the front porch, I dozed back off. Then again, the thumping. Damn cat. I got out of bed to run him off the porch, only to see he wasn't there anymore. Now that I was up again, I wasn't the least bit tired. I figured I would just get some tea, check Facebook whilst I was up, and maybe finish the web series I was watching on YouTube. A few minutes into the video, I felt the sudden urge to look up at the kitchen window. There they were. The tops of two short-statured people's heads cresting the stairs just above my window frame. The people were just short enough to not see in the window, but I could see out. I heard no footsteps on my porch as my stomach turned, but the knock, the knock was a steady, hollow thump. The very same thump that I just blamed on my cat. Deciding it was best not to answer, I shut my laptop and crept by the door back to the baby's room. I assumed it was some of the people from the low-income houses uh, across the road from me that were high or hiding from the cops, or maybe looking for my cousin who stays with me often, as he has many friends over there. The last thing I needed was trying to explain to two stoners that I was trying to sleep, even though it was 2am. 
It wasn't until I got into my daughter's room that the creepiness set in. The thump had moved from the kitchen to the bedroom windows. Both windows. A room apart thumping in perfect time. These stoners were going to wake up my daughter if I didn't run them off now. Pissed, I went out to the kitchen, unlocked and opened the door, ready to run around the side of the house and kick some little idiot's ass. It happened then. Standing there, looking up at me, were two 10 or 11 year old boys. Feeling the dread and the smell of mould almost made me vomit. The smaller of the two then spoke. May we use your telegraph? Huh? I just stared blankly at these boys, horrified of what I then realised. Their eyes were pitch black. He then asked again to use my telegraph. There wasn't a sound to be heard, no crickets chirping, no dogs barking, no cars driving by. Nothing. I tried to play it cool and ignore the fact that he didn't say telephone or phone or cell. Anything that would have made sense of the situation. And I calmly replied, I don't have service at my house. Sorry. The expressions on their face turned to rage as I finished my sentence. Swiftly, I shut the door and locked it as quickly as I could. I then stumbled back to protect my daughter. I picked her up from her crib and held her close. The fact that she didn't wake up freaked me out the most, but I managed to gather my senses enough to make sure she was still breathing and warm. Everything seemed okay with her. The thumping at the windows was back. I dropped to the floor as close to the wall as I could and I held my little girl in my arms and wept like a child. I felt helpless and afraid. I lied there for what felt like hours, crying and shaking until I heard it. My wife's alarm clock. The thumping stopped the instant the alarm went off and I crept into the master bedroom with the baby. What's wrong with you? My wife asked. I just had a bad dream is all I can mutter out. Okay, well, give me the baby so I can feed her before work. I handed my wife the baby and she fed her like any normal day. I turned on every light in the house and made coffee for her. For some reason, just having her awake calmed my nerves enough to pretend nothing happened. I walked her out to the car nervously with the baby in my arms. I asked her not to leave until I walked back into the house. She was put off by the request, but did so just to humour me. Once I was safely in the house, I locked the door again and sat in the house, horrified until she got home. I insisted that we go to the next town over and stay the weekend at my brother's house, and I sit here horrified while she sleeps in the guest room with my daughter, wondering why they stopped when the alarm went off. I think I know the answer. I was aware of the black-eyed kids. She wasn't. Every story I've read about them is from someone who already knew about them. Maybe just the knowledge of them existing is the only reason they visit. I'm afraid, and I'm sorry. <laughs> so now you've passed it on yeah it's like the ring <laughs> yeah god you put it on a like a audio medium that's going out to thousands of people now well maybe we can get some evidence spool up the cameras people yeah let us know right in i want to hear every experience you have <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna start a pattern well i guess start another a pandemic but another one this <laughs> 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 is the 2021 pandemic just when you thought 2020 couldn't get any worse yeah no, you got like a, a whole new like slew of black-eyed children sightings. See, I'd be very excited about that. I would love some evidence because when we record these things, I feel like an asshole version of Mulder in the, I believe the truth is out there, but there is just no fucking evidence. So I'm like the dickhead yeah. Scully just shrugging my shoulders going, Pff. I want to believe. I feel like at the end of every one of these revisited episodes, we sort of go through the explanations and we're always like, yeah, it's just bullshit. <laughs> I know, I know. I've already disappointed. Maybe one of the listeners has got some topic that's going to really hook us in and make us go, holy shit, they've got a point. And I would love for nothing I more. I have got, I've got a good list of, of possible 
uh, revisited episodes for the future. So maybe one of them's really gonna we're gonna believe in. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, good story though. Yeah, I like that one. It was good. I really thought when you said he gave the baby to the mother. I thought you were going to say the mother looked out at the baby and its eyes were black. Oh, that'd have been <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I was getting ready for the big twist. <laughs> but that's an interesting idea. Like you said, that is like the ring. Like if you now you, if you know about the black eyed kids, then you're going to see them. Mm, it is, yeah. But once again, I think it's just uh, taking the story and putting their own little twist on it. It's it's some good creative writing. I've, I yeah, must admit. Yeah. But to me, like this, the whole thing is kind of like the Slender Man. It's something that's been mm-hmm. created in the modern age, has propagated with little tiny twists on the tail. It's yeah. easy to capture in the public imagination, you know, because it, it plays on those classic things like the the body horror fears with the eyes, the the yeah. fear of like like you know the corruption of children made evil, like like the twins in The Shining, for example. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that it's a, a kid, like you, you can manhandle an adult. If you had a black-eyed adult standing in front of you, you could punch them in the face and run away. But you know who's going to manhandle a kid? It's just super creepy. Yeah, we talked about it on the show before. Like, there's trying to work out like why seeing a kid somewhere is creepier, and it's it's all to do like fear of the unknown or unexpected. Like, there's certain places you just don't expect to see a kid. Mm, I can yeah. I can almost expect to see another human being anywhere mm-hmm. because I'm there. Like, if I was in an abandoned you know, warehouse and saw a human in there it would be scary but i it would be way more scary if it was a kid yeah because like well it makes sense that another human may be in here i'm in here they might be doing the same thing as me exploring a weird exploring a weird space that's it but a kid there is weird it's completely out of place utterly yeah, out of context it's especially bizarre. like the age range that like the average rate age seems to be like around 10 mm-hmm. people say they say it's anywhere between 6 and 16 but a lot yeah. of the time it's like around 10 years old yeah so seeing a 10-year-old anywhere at night is kind of creepy anyway. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, and it works for me. Like, if I saw it, I find it creepy. But And, I, and I'm, like I say, I'm rational. I just, it is creepy. And I, th- I think it's, you know, the, why films like The Omen work. It's that presumed yeah. innocence of children. But, yeah. you know, in the, a different context, it doesn't take much to make them horribly menacing. And, like, this is a thing where, like, if we, if we do say it all starts with Brian Bethel, and him thinking of the story and then it getting out and other people working off of this and it turning into some sort of like creepy pasta story spreading. Mm. It really has worked. Like it's really captured people's imaginations. Like there's a there was a comic book series called like The Black Eyed Kids or something. There's um I looked on IMDB to so I always check if there's a film. There's a movie. There's a short film. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it doesn't doesn't look great, but it exists. <laughs> yeah, it's apparently a, a Kickstarter one, so I think it's a bit of an indie movie. But it's out right, there. okay, exactly. It's been made like it, the, the sort of notoriety of the Black Eyed Kids has spread enough for, for people to make these things that are based off of it. And there's been multiple books published of people's sightings, like collections of sightings. Mm. If you're on Amazon, there's loads of them on there. Um, and the Reddit page, there's um, Reddit slash. Uh, black-eyed kids stories there's yep. loads of posts on there um but they're all sort of variations on similar sort of thing of like you know they are creepy pastors if you go on black-eyed kids stories they all feel like creepy pastors 100 percent, yeah um but then you know maybe who am i to say it's not real people who read the daily star this is it they're all about it maybe we're wrong like i said they they say so there was that report from 2014 one from 2016 um in 2017 People involved with the Daily Star and, and someone they had on uh, attempted to contact black-eyed children via a Ouija board. I don't know why. Hmm. I don't know why you'd use a Ouija board to contact black-eyed <laughs> children, but they tried. Hmm. I don't think it was successful. 
Um, so, so why was it worth reporting? So, <laughs> <laughs> Daily in twenty in twenty eighteen, they um, interviewed a ghost hunter all about what he believes the black eyed children to be. People in America, this is like UK journalism. In twenty eighteen, <laughs> there was a headline where they interviewed a ghost hunter, you know, self-proclaimed ghost hunter, just to say, what do you think about black-eyed kids? And that's a news story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in, in a horribly, horribly disreputable newspaper, may I add. Oh, yeah. It's, it's... We're, we're not that backward over here. No. If you really want to shock, look up the... Let's just search, like, Daily Star. I guarantee any front-page headline will, like, <laughs> make your skeleton want to jump out of its skin. <laughs> weren't, weren't they the one who run the thing about uh, the, the guy's wife turned into a to- toffee crisp? Yeah, I yeah, think that was. That, that sounds about right. <laughs> that, that's the level we're operating at here, people. <laughs> yeah, a lot of weird news fodder from Daily Star. Mm-hmm. But they interviewed this ghost hunter about what he believed. He said that he, as a, an expert, uh, he believes it himself just to be folklore, urban legend, kind of what we've been saying here. Mm. And uh, in 2020, this year in May, the Daily Star did their list of Britain's most bone-chilling paranormal legends. And uh, it made it onto there as well. So it's interesting that they consider it like a a British paranormal legend, the Mm. Black Eyed Children. Because I very much think of it as American. like 100% me too. Yeah, yeah, very American. But they're just jumping on the Canuck Chase sighting. I just think the Canuck Chase thing is just a ghost. It sounds like it, yeah. It's a ghost kid that they're trying to jump on the notoriety of black-eyed children with to like tie it all in together. Yeah, it just has, it hasn't got the same mo as the standard black-eyed kid story. But yeah, mm. I think that as you say, just trying to latch onto that story because it's kind of popular and known. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, did a search. Uh, did they, did they saw a black-eyed kid ghost. Did a search of black-eyed kids. Uh, well, we could say this is the same thing. It yeah. makes it more of a you know hubbub. That'll do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I would murder for some evidence on this, seriously. Like, any of these topics that we talk about, anything that's got some meaty evidence, I would love it. We, you know, where it's not a grainy photo or a blurry picture of someone standing at the back, just something that's going to make me go, huh. I mean, of the ones we've done, this is probably the one with the least amount of evidence where I'm like, oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This just feels like, a, like, it feels like Slender Man. It feels like a story. It does, yeah. That people ran away with. Yeah, I know the things like uh, like the cattle mutilation. The the last one we did that that was great because that's yeah, got some, oh, yeah. some pictures and some interesting evidence that sits behind it. Yeah, and that that upset a few people. That one. <laughs> some <laughs> people I know they couldn't listen to it. <laughs> it, it was the, grim. I, I actually I'm vain enough to listen back to our recordings, and uh, yeah. yeah, I was having a listen, and even on a re-listen, it was like ah, oh, it's bleak. yeah. Because for me, it brings back all those images that I saw. It's horrible. I think the expression of coring made that as soon as you heard that they <laughs> had to turn off gets me. some yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh, once again, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now they're switching this one off because it just reminded them. <laughs> so, have you? Did you? Did you find any other evidence? Uh, no, just lots of lots of stories that are very much of the the same sort of thing. You know, people who are in their cars in the middle of nowhere, um, and they see a kid stood by the side of the road, uh, and and they've got out and they've gone to have a look and found nothing. And then after waving the camera around for a bit, they may have seen a mm-hmm. a little something in the background. What doesn't really exist from this is anyone who has had an encounter where they've invited the kids in. There was. Mm. There was one that I read about, but it was so obviously creepypasta. And right. all, all that I've been able to find, they say that if you do invite one of these kids in or you you know, you know you accept their requests and help them out, they will uh, befall you with a curse or some great evil in the near future. 
But this this one mm. story that I did read where the, this woman invited them in, the, the short version is, is they, they came in, they were asking to use the bathroom, and you know, they did, they came back, sat down, they looked up, oh, black-eyed kids. And they kept on saying, don't worry, our parents will be here soon, because it was like 2am or something. Right. And then they walked off down the hall and stopped and then turned around and said, our parents are here. Mm-hmm. And they went and opened the door, looked out, and there was apparently two uh, large men dressed entirely in black from head to toe, wearing a good old-fashioned fedora, and the kids went over to them. So it sort of conjures up images of uh, the old men in black as well. Yeah, well, some that's, that's interesting because there's different beliefs on what people actually think they are. Like Some people are like, oh, they're aliens, they're extraterrestrials. Some mm-hmm. people say they're... You know, demonic beings some people think they're ghosts there isn't really an agreed sort of idea of what their origins are yeah so uh it's interesting that that one chose to go the alien route <laughs> <laughs> there's um there was one other little thing i wrote as well uh, about someone who claimed to have helped them um there's there's no background on what it is they just entitled their little post survival story and all they right. said was I helped them once, never ever under any circumstances do it. I'm not sure what they do, but it feels as if they're ripping your soul out. They get really close to you and you get amazingly drowsy. If it weren't for my girlfriend showing up mid-invasion and kicking them out, I would probably be dead. I didn't even see the eyes until I let them in. They're getting smarter. I wonder if these people believe it themselves. And if they do, it makes me feel kind of sorry for them yeah because some people who say this stuff it's like i'm like you really believe like you can tell when they're telling you I'm like you really believe what you're telling me yeah like this is tragic um i've got one more story here mm. so i was just searching around google black eyed kids black eyed kids stories black eyed kids experience and it, it linked me to uh, the hatchet book group okay which I, I guess is like a publishing house or something but for some reason on their page there's just a page like hatchetbookgroup.com slash my black eyed kids encounter hmm. like i'm and i there's no link to this from a book it's just a weird page really in amongst this and i couldn't wow. find a link to it from just the hatchet book group's website it was just to this page specifically from google huh. and i can't find a link to hatchet book group and black eyed kids it's just this weird sub page so in itself this story is almost like a bit of a uh yeah <laughs> creepy pasta uh but it's my black eyed kid encounter by jake um and so I'll just, I'll just read this. I've got a little story of my own here well, from Jake. So it just says, don't go looking for black-eyed kids. This story comes to us from Jake. He didn't want to be identified any further. So black-eyed kids, the mere idea of them terrifies me. It didn't used to. In fact, I didn't understand what the big deal was. I don't know why. I mean, I read the online stories and articles about black-eyed kids just like everyone else but I just didn't have the visceral reaction that so many other people did when reading about them. So I embarked on a quest. I would show people just how unscary these things were, whatever they were. Who knew if black-eyed kids were even a real thing? I'm the kind of person who needs to see it for myself. I began doing a lot of research online. I looked at the paranormal sites. I watched scary videos on YouTube about black-eyed kids. And from everything I gathered, they found you. You didn't find them. And it seemed like it was a pretty much uh, just by chance if they did find you. So what did I do? I came up with a plan. I began putting up an anonymous ad on Craigslist. It read, Black Eyed Kids, I am not afraid of you. I want to meet you. 9pm, Wednesday, the park bench on the corner of 3rd and Washington. Show me why I'm wrong and I should be afraid. 
That's interesting because I'd actually heard the Black Eyed Kids frequent Craigslist. It's <laughs> 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 an odd wow. idea. Sorry, carry on. So, yeah. The bench was only like a block from my apartment, so every Wednesday I would walk down there and see if anyone or anything came by. I usually wouldn't sit there. I'd stand back and watch. I'm not stupid. Well, I may not be afraid for Black Eyed Kids, but I know the internet can attract some nuts. And it did. Occasionally. Nothing exciting enough to write about, though. A couple of pervs and some teenage kids joking around. So this went on for six months and I stopped posting the ad. The week I stopped, I got a knock on my door. (gasps) I was sitting on my couch and it was a little after 9pm. I don't know how to explain it, but the second I heard that knock, my skin went ice cold. Ice. Cold. I didn't need to get up. I knew who it was. (laughs) And much to my surprise, I was terrified already. I was wrong about not being afraid of black-eyed kids. The fear is on a different level, an instinctual, primal level. But still, I managed to get up and open the door, and yep, there it was, a kid about nine years old, olive skin, dark hair, solid black eyes, staring up at me. Can I come in? He said. I was speechless. After what seemed like an eternity, I responded with a no and began closing the door. We missed you at the park tonight, the boy said. I stopped closing the door. I looked at him, my mind racing. They've been watching me. The boy smiled up at me. It took everything I had to make my arm move again, pushing the door closed and locking it. As soon as I shut the door, I gasped for air. I hadn't been breathing. I sat back against my wall, facing the door. Knock, knock, knock. He was still there. I waited. Nothing. It took me at least an hour to move from that spot, staring at the door. I didn't sleep that night or the next night. Eventually, I collapsed with exhaustion at my desk at work, only to be awakened minutes later by a nightmare memory of that boy. It's been six months. I can't explain the fear that washes over your body when you see the eyes on these kids and the state of your mind, the way your body wants to listen to what they're telling you and what they're asking. I thought if I told you my story, it would help me get over what happened and warn others. I'm positive these kids are evil and the people they meet who can't resist whatever power they wield I don't think we will ever hear from those people. I now avoid that corner park bench with everything I have and don't tell anyone why. People think I'm crazy sometimes, walking three blocks out of my way just to make sure I don't go near it. But you'd be the same way if you went through what I did. Black-eyed kids are nothing to mess with. Ooh. (laughs) Mm. So, yeah, just the origin of where I found that one I found kind of weird. I don't know if it's like a book they published and that's an extract of one of the stories from it. I couldn't link that, but it was just weird that that one cropped up on there. Yeah, it's it's a bit odd. I'm just I've just actually fired up the site myself and I'm having a look and I can see that uh, if you take the URL back one level to it's mm-hmm. like slash category slash sunshine girl, it appears oh, to be yeah. other write ups. I think I'm not sure. Let me have a look. I'm on. I'm going. I'm doing that now. Yeah, it does seem to be write ups of of a uh, ghost encounter stories. Yeah, yeah. She the woodcutter. Black oh, this one seems like encounter. a classic vampire. I'm that stealing, sounds great. I'm stealing that for a D&D campaign. That's amazing. Uh, okay, so it's a mixture of like apparently true accounts of things mm. and fictional ghost stories and stuff. Mm, I think so, yeah. But yeah. an interesting story, yeah. And it's kind of out of place as well. And the picture that says kind of freaky as well. Mm. But yeah, it's, it once again falls into that category of it's uh, It's obviously quite well written. It is quite clearly a creepy pasta, but a good story. And it's trying to lure you in. like the Just the way it's written is trying to get you to go along with the ride. 
Yeah, it's just, it's just a bit weird, though, the Craigslist thing. <laughs> like, there's just a room full of black-eyed kids going, oh, look, 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 look what I found. <laughs> Finally. Dave, do you want Schwant to go down there next week? Us. Yeah, 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 I'll watch him. It's weird. <laughs> Let's watch him for the next six months. Um, yeah, so, like I said, I think of all the ones that we've done so far, this is the one where I'm like, this is just a bit of fun. This is, I think, nonsense. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. And normally we go through, like, what could these things be? I think the only answer is like these things are stories is what they could be. Yes. Although Brian Bethel himself is still adamant that it's true and they are true. Well, you know, all I say to listeners is if you've got a ring doorbell, keep an eye on your video logs. Uh, if you get a knock on the door late at night, march out there with your, your phone recording ready to go. Send us the evidence. Yeah. Any evidence, please. This is the first point of call. Mm. Yeah, not the Daily Star, please. No. <laughs> right, so I think we're done, unless you have anything more. That's about all I've got to say. Excellent. And if you do want to get in contact with us to suggest any future episodes of Weird Tales Revisited, or for anything else, especially for... I said about this on the last episode, but at the end of the year, the last episode of this year will be episode 150, and we want to have a big old Q&A. So any listeners, if you've got questions for us, it could be about anything, about the show, about us, about anything at all. Um, so send those uh, and revisit suggestions and anything else. Say hi, Pets of the Week, all that stuff. It's unexplainableuk at mail.com or go to weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com. On that website, you can also find ways to follow us on social medias. You can buy merchandise via our Public store. You can support us monetarily. You can support my time editing this as well as my other podcasts at patreon.com slash bobshoy. And you can go to bobshoy.bandcamp.com where you can buy bonus episodes of Weird Tales Revisited. There's some really good ones on there as well as some other shows related to stuff I work on. If you want to see the other stuff I work on, go on bobshoy.com. All my shows are listed on there. My name is spelled B-O-B-S-H-O-Y, and that's also my Twitter handle uh, for all that stuff, including my brand new podcast, which is now live. I think it was probably one or two episodes up already. Uh, me and Emma talk about our favorite episodes of The Simpsons and things related to The Simpsons on a podcast called The Simpsons 4 and 1 More. So go and listen to that. It's a lot of fun. So thanks again for joining me on a revisited, Rick. Always a pleasure. I don't know what we'll be doing next time, but it'll be fun. And maybe more credible than this one. Uh, here's hoping. Here's yeah, hoping. I think, we'll I think I've got an idea for the next one. Um, yeah, I won't spoil it. I've got an idea for what we'll do next. I think it'll be a good one. Excellent. Look forward to it, mate, as always. So thanks, Rick, for joining us. And thanks for listening, everyone. Um, if all goes well, next week, you'll have an extra uh, Weird Tales Halloween episode. If all goes well, we are like not sure that this thing's even happening because of uh, different gathering restrictions due to COVID lockdown stuff at the moment happening in the UK. If it goes ahead and it will only be six of us, it won't be the big gathering we originally planned because we're not allowed to meet with more than six people in the UK anymore. So potentially next week, you're going to have a socially distanced six-person <laughs> Halloween campfire. <Ooh. laughs> But if it doesn't appear in your feed, yeah, we we I, I live in Leeds, which is particularly like strict on lockdown stuff at the moment. So it all depends on whether I'm allowed out of my city next week or not. Uh, so maybe, or if not, we'll be back in December. Just giving you a warning. So uh, thanks for listening. And thanks again, Rick. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Love you lots.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.